Okay. You hear that? You hear what that means? Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby, yeah. On a big week, Peter and Don on the K-Show... Man, there's a lot to do today. Yeah. Don, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. It was a great uh, party on Friday. Thanks really for all was. the people that came out. I thought it was tremendous. Um, it was a great Saturday. It was warm. It wasn't where I was. It wasn't like it was overly sunny. It was a little overcast, but it was like you know, high 50s. Got a lot done, and, and then Sunday came. Yeah, and it just was not a great um, no, weather all, day. It wasn't but, what you want. But it was a, it was a good sports day. I mean, the Jets actually not the first half, but it, it, all encompassing. They scored thirty points. They were entertaining. There were some really good football games. I thought Bills Chiefs. We got to get into that later. Oh, there's Peter. A, I got a lot to say about that. Me, yeah, there's a lot there. A lot there. My um, three point play. Eagles look like they're a complete mess. I just told Don. I believe I should get six points for my Dallas call because I just, hey, I just nailed. Can it. we just I mean, say just this? And, you know, and Michael's three point play is tonight. Dolphins, Titans. It's, it's Monday at Jace. <clears throat> Literally and figuratively, it shares the spotlight with Packers, Giants, and we'll get into that too. But Peter and I took the best games on the board. Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Eagles, Come on. and made it our three-point play. And both, no, no, oh uh, yeah. We, we both, I mean, that's yeah. a three from the logo. That's I, what we were doing. No, no, and that's, that's because that's that's a game that everyone's watching. How am I going to bet it? Let me just bet it the way Peter and Don did. You both won money. Yeah, You money. won money on both. That's money in your well, pocket. one you had to sweat. The other one was over basically at the half, but still. I was nervous early in the, in the third quarter when Philly came and cut the lead down. I was like, uh-oh, what's going to happen here? And then it just seems like at every turn a mistake was made, and and, you know, this is the time of year when Dallas does Dallas things. Also, by the way, Shohei Otani gets the richest deal in American sports it's history stupid. over it's, the weekend. It's stupid. And it's it, stupid. There's there's so much. Guys, we're going to open the phone lines right now. 1-800-919-3776. Get into game time. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. And also just, it's all on the table. Because there's so many things oh, to so many. hit. I, I think we, we got to start Jets, I think. What do you think? Yeah, I think we start. I'm, I'm good with. I'm good with that. But we're going to get the Otani. We'll get the Giants because we got to talk to Bob Sala. We haven't had a happy day with Coach Sala in a long time. Is it a happy day though? That see, that's what I want to know from Jet fans. Did you enjoy yesterday, or just did it add to your frustration? Because watching it, it added to the frustration for me. Like, where was this when it meant something? Now, if you remember on Friday, I said you I think said he's going to play well. Yep. Why? Because the reins are going to be off. They've kind of taken a knee on the season, and you're going to see a, a footloose and fancy free Zach because I really believe that it's in his head, not physically. And when you kind of take the pressure off him, he plays at his best. That's why I don't buy that this is the real Zach because at some point the pressure is going to be high again, and that's when he's going to fold up shop. But the frustrating thing, Peter, is they coached him, just go out there and play. And if you'd done that earlier they would still be very much alive for a playoff spot. Now, I'm not going to... You see, a lot of people misunderstand the benching. We were calling for him to be benched because he was playing brutally. He deserved to be benched. Now, obviously, the replacements were god-awful, but Peter, if they had went back to him quicker, if they went back to him against Atlanta, they win against Atlanta. They're 6-7. and seven. They're alive. All they need is one, Don. We can go through the list, and you can pick the game that they but, should have. But one more game, and they're at six and seven, and we're having a real conversation. Um, it could have been the Raiders, it could have been the Falcons, 
It could have been the Patriots. It could have been the Chiefs. Any of those games, they steal one of yeah. those, and we're having a conversation. And, 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 and part of it is because of Zach, and we all said that, and there is a Zach issue. But the other thing that's always been on the table is the coaching issue. Um, not allowing him to go out there and try to be himself. There was a play in the game that I'm telling you would not have happened before the benching. Go ahead, explain it. Take me through the play. He he throws against his body in the middle of the field on that third and fifteen, and he hits he hits Wilson for the first down. Mm-hmm. When he threw the ball, I'm like, oh god, this is a pick six. Like oh, like throwing across your body in the middle of the field. They're lucky if this is just incomplete. And he hits Wilson for a first down. It's like that's what you got to do. Remember the Patriot game when they were already pretty much done? They were down two scores, and then Zach marched right down the field. He's running all over the place. He's completing passes. It's because the pressure was off. They they let him be himself. They're so afraid he's going to make a mistake that they dumb it down. They run the ball more than they should, or or high conservative passes, all that stuff. Just let him be like Brett Favre. You know what? You got to throw an interception. So what? Dust yourself you, off. So, go back out there and, so and take advantage actually, of his physicality. Okay, so then I want to ask. Coach Sala, and hopefully he'll tell us. Did Hackett actually drop different plays? Was that like tr- truly a different playbook? This well, they week? did. They did say that they were going to be a little bit more out there, take the reins off just a little bit. Is the last chance saloon for him, right? Now, how much did the plays change? I mean, they were pretty balanced early on, but I don't even judge the first half, Peter, because the rain was awful. wasn't windy, but it was rain, and both teams looked terrible offensively. It was a scoreless time. The rain was still coming down in the third when he started moving the ball, too. Right, but then something happened, and then all of a sudden you started to find it. Now, just because you found it and he played the best game in the NFL that he's ever played doesn't mean that that's the way he's going to be moving forward. But maybe in a team that might end up losing out on a playoff spot by one or two games, you just wonder why things couldn't have been done a little bit earlier. Why yesterday couldn't have happened earlier on both Zach's side like, you know and crazy. on the coaching side. Let me, let me ask you one. The Cobb touchdown. Why was that so hard to draw? And the, yeah, it, why, it, it's why? crazy. Why? You're, 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 what were they, like 17-yard line, whatever it was, they, they seemed to get down that area of the field cannot ever do anything why were they able to do it this is like basic stuff that all of a sudden yeah. clicked is houston that bad you don't not. So. i mean houston had everything to play for yesterday right they were what seven and five they had a, you know, they got a chance to still win their division they still have a chance to make the playoffs i gotta tell you watching cj stroud like open to close for really the first time I and mean, i've watched highlights I've that wasn't games a good here. day to watch him i don't know if you thought the same thing he's got tremendous athletic ability to avoid the rush, run the ball. I think there were some plays there where maybe he could have gotten the first down. Yeah, if he he's not a, he's, he's not a runner. Not a runner. I mean, he he scrambles to get time, but his instinct is to throw. And there were some throws that just weren't there. This Jets defense is terrific, as we knew. But he's trying to thread the needle on him. Looking, you could have ran for 10, 15 yards and gotten the first down. Why does he not have that instinct? Did it? Did, what was the final score again? Thirty three or thirty? Uh, thirty to six. So it, did it go under? It still went. O- it went over, didn't it? The totals like thirty one. It, yeah, I went over, I think. Yo, so you get to the third quarter, and you go, I am good as can be. Oh, yeah, it's scoreless. Yeah, remember, and, and this was a this was a, a Fortinbaugh pick on Friday was the Jets under, and it was a good, and it was the right pick to make. It was the right pick for half the game. And then all of a sudden, a Jets offensive explosion like we haven't seen in years. That's game time, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish sure Whiskey. During the big games this season, enjoy Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Remember when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. Um, Randall Cobb on scoring that touchdown yesterday. 
It felt really good. It felt, I mean, obviously, just to be a part of it and, and to be able to help out. Um, you know, I wasn't supposed to be on that play. Uh, Garrett, that was supposed to go to G, but, you know, he had a couple of plays where uh, he was a little bit tired and he came running off the field and I went running on for him. And, you know, luckily, um, they called a play for him and I was in for him. And there you have it. It's a, an actual passing touchdown from Zach Wilson, yeah. who who did uh, 300 yards and no picks for the first time in his career. A couple of TDs as well. Yeah, it, it's I, I. There's been a couple of games where he looked good, but not this good. And it's a it's a it's a really good football team that needed the game. So you know, good on him. I just I wonder how Jet fans feel about it. Are you celebrating the win? Happy that you got something out of Zach? Maybe vindicated if you were a Zach guy. Or are you frustrated? Is it Zach guy? Zach guy. Yeah, Zach guy. Not that guy. No, you said sack guy. Well, maybe that's just. Yeah, I hear you. You know, Freud would sit me down and say, "Now, Don, why did you say that?" <laughs> maybe because we've seen a lot of sacks between the Jets and the Giants this year. But maybe you're a Zach guy and you're just happy that he performed well. Or are you, are you frustrated? Like maybe if this is the way that they would play it early on, there were so many winnable games. You look back to that that Charger game. You look back, as you said, to the Patriot game early on. When you look back to just last week against Atlanta, just that game, if he's playing and he does that, that this could have been a salvageable season. So I just wonder how I Jeff mean, fans every, feel today. Like every little... Every sort of little short pass he made, he just had his arm was more alive. Oh, I've never been more convinced that Zach's problems in his head has it's all his. It's head. all it's there. No, he's good. He physically, he, he, he's he's physically, good. he's a talented player. Big, big arm can move. Now, is he is he um, is the, is the football IQ where it needs to be? Um, is he? Does he have the confidence? Does he allow that lack of confidence to creep in? I think it's a mental thing more than physical. He's got the arm. He's got the scrambling ability. Um, he he threaded the needle a couple of times during the course Dude, of the game. It was a, it was a tremendous effort by him. He had uh, the one play. He, he like completely went to the tight end where he completely looked off. He went through his progressions. Didn't really have much. Kind of pump faked and chucked it over the defender's head. He really had some nice ball. It, it was fascinating to watch, and it makes. And guess what? Thank you, thank you, football gods, because guess what? It makes next week interesting again. Now you got to watch again. Got to see what Zach can do next week. Could he put together two in a row? Well, it's the Dolphins. Now you want to test in oh, Miami? Show me some. Show me some. Well, listen, Maybe, I, 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 I am not going to play the game of they still can make it. No, but but can you get Zach to play well again? And even that though, Don, isn't this another good circumstance? Who's expecting them to beat the Dolphins? This is another great bleep at moment. Just go out and ball out. No one thinks they're going to beat the Dolphins. What's the line? We have the line yet? I, I, my well, guess the Dolphins be, haven't played yet, but I'm sure it's going to be double digits. It's in Miami. It's, it's got minimum minus 10. That would be the low end, I would think. I would say maybe even 11 and a half, something like that. So it, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> so let's say he plays great. Jets win. And then Rogers like, oh, I'm ready to come back against the Commanders. And, and we're going to get calls from people saying, no, 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 no. Let's act play. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I know. At least well, play well. By the way, ESPN bet currently has it at minus twelve. But they don't give these jobs to chips. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's just get into it. Uh, Joe, what is your thought on Zach Wilson? How you doing, bud? Good, boss. Excellent show. Do you think he finally got the demons off his back and that late Zerline field goal covered the spread? Uh, the over. The fourth field goal covered the over. Wow, it was the field was goal that close, huh? Wow, yeah, sure. I knew it had to be. That's yeah. crazy. Did he exercise? Again, it's one off. It's one game. 
It's not the first time he's played well. It's the best he's played. But can one game exercise all the demons and you go out there and get sacked five times and throw two pick sixes against Miami and then we're right back to square one? you got to see more. There's got to be some consistency here. I'm not asking him to beat Miami, but play well. Protect the ball. Then you got the Commanders. Win that game. Then you've got Cleveland. That's going to be tough. Good defense. Flacco all of a sudden has got them scoring points. They're very oh, much alive. I saw, I saw Flacco throw the most Listen, if he, ball yesterday. If he balls out the rest of the way, then we can have a conversation about exercising the demons. But one game does not exercise those demons. Those demons were evil looking. Although I did see the new uh, Exorcist this weekend. Yeah. I watched on Peacock. Exorcist Believer, I believe it's called, with uh, Leslie Odom. Really good. If you're an, Are you an Exorcist fan? The original? I, I am a fan of the original, yes. How about this? Not only is it worth watching and good, guess what? They bring back the original mom from The Exorcist. Oh, well, um, Ellen Bernstein. There you go. Attaboy. Uh, she, I, I got to get the story down, but apparently the guy that wrote the movie, he died within the last couple of years. And he found out that they were remaking it, and he said something to the effect of, I hope I die before they do it, because he didn't think it was going to be any good. Well, did he mean and this, though, or he meant they mean a full remake? Because this is kind of like this, a sequel. The, this is getting destroyed, by the it way. It is? Yeah. From what I understand, it's getting destroyed. It's like, really? why did they bother doing this? I don't, I, don't, I, you know, I don't know what you people want. Like, I love The Exorcist. And as someone who loves it, I thought this paid tribute. It, it made it different. It took it a different direction. I It did include some of the old sort of, uh, like the way that Reagan acts in the original Exorcist. They, they have some of that. Maybe that feels campy now to have her using that kind of voice, etc. I dug it. I dug it. Let's go to uh, Rob in Jersey. Hey, Rob. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? How you doing? Doing pretty well. As a Jets fan, it's nice to have an yeah, enjoyable, enjoyable Monday, Monday like this. See, that's right? what yeah. I—that's how I felt when the Giants beat the Commanders and the Patriots. I, I just want to see my team win, so you should be happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I'm definitely in the camp of it was more frustrating for the entire game. Like, where has this been all year? But shoot, man, just be able to have a Sunday you can watch your team enjoy the game and actually get like presentable football. Yeah, I can't complain about that. How can you? Thirty some points? Give me a break. It's like a season output. So, listen, I wanted to pose a hypothetical to you guys with, you know, really play it forward here. Let's say Zach Wilson over the next couple of weeks. You know, I think they lose to the Dolphins, right? I don't, the season's a can, but he plays out the rest of the year. Now, I don't think there's any coincidence that Zach's performance this past week correlated with Aaron Rodgers being in the building for the last few weeks. And I, I would have loved to hear Michael's take on this because I know he's not a god. I get it. But him being there played a role. I mean, listen, this entire regime made a decision – Last year, as many of us you know, griped about it, whether they should have brought another backup in, they believed Aaron's going to play the whole year, going to provide that tutelage to get Zach mentally right. Because you guys said it, right? It's not a physical problem. The kid's heads ain't right. And you've seen, I have at least, more instances where he's looked in, the, in the important, those important aspects better, right? More than you've seen the last few years. So that said, Zach comes, let's say Zach plays the season out. They don't make the playoffs. But he looks better, good to better than good. Does this regime run it back yes. all the way back to last year with that same mentality? I think they're going to do like, it anyway. Hey, I think that's what they're going to probably do so? anyway. Wait, even with Zach, you think they were going to – even prior to this week with – thank you for the call, Rob. Good question. Even prior to this week with the I – mean, prior to this game with the benching of Zach, you think they were going to run it back with Zach as backup again? Yeah, because they've got him under contract. And, so and, and, say, and, the, and Aaron Rodgers says he loves the kid. So weren't the odds that they were going to run it back? I guess you're probably Maybe right. they'd get a veteran, but I don't think he was going to be off the roster. Now, now here, here's the story. 
William Friedkin was the the uh, writer, right? The writer yeah. and director, and he told a critic, he says, um, "The guy that made the new Halloween sequels is about to make one of my movies, The Exorcist. That's right. My signature film is about to be extended by the man who made Pineapple Express. I don't want to be around when it happens, and if there's a spirit world." I can come back and plan to possess David Gordon Green and make his life a living hell. He died two months before the release. So, you know what? I got to tell you something. Congratulations, you played yourself. Oh, yeah. From the grave. I mean, you, you, you put all this negative energy out there, like, I'll show him, and then he died? I mean, dude, I love The Exorcist. By the way, there have been other Exorcist-related things that have come I get, out. You know, it sounds like, well, there he was didn't an see it. There was an Exorcist too. He didn't see it, but he didn't want somebody who made the Pineapple Express in the Halloween movies to By make the way, his movie. I, the, he was being highbrow. He was like, don't touch my masterpiece. Okay, well, I got bad news for you, William Friedkin, who made my favorite horror movie of all time, the original <laughs> Exorcist, which I adore. And also, it's a DC classic. I mean, it, it took place in Georgetown, so it's like kind of a DC staple. Oh, that's right. You go down, and when we were in high school and got into that movie, we'd go down and see the steps that are actually there. The, like, it's all right there. But dude, come back to me. I mean, the Halloween 2018, you can't, you're dead. Uh, Halloween 2018 was fantastic. I loved Halloween 2018. You should have been happy when you found out he was going to be the one doing it. He loves his, that's his I baby. get it, but guess what? There was an Exorcist 2. There was all kinds of other Exorcist movies. But none of that, that was the best, though. The, the OG? Well, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, it's one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. I adore the film, but God, sometimes people just don't, you know what? Like if Michael, God forbid, were, let's say this boat that he's on, God forbid, capsizes. Oh my God, why would you say it when it's a possibility? <laughs> Both caps are. All right, That's right, kind of what they do. Let me go to something less realistic. All right. Michael decides to take a risk and just eat some food on the boat that he's right. never eaten before. Gets dysentery and dies. No, he goes He goes full mama cast, <laughs> and we lose him. Right. And they say, we're going to bring Michael back with with, an, with AI and still just keep the show called The, the K-Show. Don't, there's no need to complain. We're using technology to move forward. Here's if you had a photo of Michael. Yeah, there's the uh, look at my, if you're watching on yes, Michael. I got to tell you, they must be they must be paying Michael so much money for this this cruise. I'm sorry, I mean, yeah, it's a baseball cruise. Should I not talk about it? But like, just think about it's it. It's too guys. early in the show. Can we wait till later. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about it later. But they, I'm just telling you, he must be getting a grip, a full boat ride, talking baseball for a week. Okay, here we go. Um, let's talk to Dominic in Florida. What's up, Dominic? What's up, baby? Hey, how you doing? I'm glad to get through. It's the first time I ever got through, and I, I've been listening to you guys for years when I lived in New York. I've been down in Florida for two years, but I just want to say one thing. Zach Wilson has not played well, but I've seen the offensive coordinator. I felt like they haven't let him play. And the other thing is, run, run, pass. I, I watch the games down here. I stream them. Run, run, pass, and pass on third down. It's like you just... They were. They did the worst thing you can do as a coaching staff, and that's playing not to lose, playing not to make mistakes. And now they can afford to go out there and just ball out, and you see what he can do. But, Dominic, I'm with you. This does not look good for the coaching staff or Robert Sala, because Sala's the foreman. Here's the other thing. I felt like, I felt like he might have grown a little bit out there. I watched the game when he got hit and fumbled the ball, getting the first down. And when he came to the field... He, he was. Everybody was good with him, and I was good with him too. Because you know what? He fumbled the ball, but he made an effort to get the first down. I like that. That I think that hit might have woke him up because I always felt like he didn't want to get hit. 
I think he feels but, that a little bit. But again, all of this has to kind of be taken with a grain of salt because you're you're in December in a lost season. How would he have played if they they were still? I know they're mathematically alive, but it's not realistic they're going to make it. But Peter, how would this have been a month ago when they were very much alive? That's why I think it's kind of in his head. But it's partially the coach. But I don't want to exonerate Zach either because he made his share of mistakes. I just I, has there ever been anyone who it, it seemed like this mental thing, like they had sort of the yips in a certain situation, and they were then were able well, to get through it. I'm sure there are ball players, Peter. That you know that they're they're great in the first six innings of a game, but in, in you know they don't hit well with runners in scoring position. They don't hit well late in games. You know, clutch seen, doesn't matter, Don. Clutch well, isn't a real from, thing. From from yeah, because it, it's in, not real. It doesn't count in the Scientology world of sports that right. they call analytics. Yes, but honestly, there's times where in any walk of life, Peter, we've had this discussion before. When the pressure is off and it doesn't matter, sometimes you're at your best because you're you're out of your own head. You're not putting self-imposed pressure on yourself, and I think that's what happened. We all know that he's got talent, but can he do it in the big moment? Was yesterday a big moment, Peter? For him, it was because he needs to play well. But is that a playoff game? Is that a must-win situation? Like I don't know. That's an interesting point, though. But it was a big moment. It was a big moment for him in his career. Yeah, and he did step up in that moment. But and the coaches, I think, let him go, and the reins were off. That's the main thing I want to find out from Robert Sala. But with, well, did they let him go? But it, it feels like when things are expected, he doesn't do as well. Oh, you're not going to be able to beat the Bills after you lose your starting quarterback. He beat the Bills. Oh, you're not going to be able to come back in the game against the Chiefs when you spot them 17 points, and he comes back. And then what happened when the game was 2017? It goes back to old Zach again. So I need to see more, but I'm happy for him. And let's see if he can do it. He's got four more games here. All the more reason why maybe you want to see him play instead of instead of Rodgers, right? Aren't you curious to see? I'd still be curious to see Rodgers, but yeah. I'm just, sure, but aren't you just... curious to see if he can put back-to-back games together, go to Miami and play well against the oh, Dolphin yeah. team that's battling for the one seed in the AFC? <sighs> you know, now that you think about it, now that you bring it up, I wonder if I'm going to be able to figure out how to watch. Is there any chance that my YouTube TV won't be blocked when I'm in Brazil this Sunday? Any chance? No, you got to do the investigation. You got to... Um, isn't? I thought there was a way... When you go international, isn't there something you can put? Oh, into the, the blocker. Computer? Yeah, Natalie, I think might know how to do that. She, well, yeah, she's a world traveler. She yeah. would know. So, I mean, oh, so, so that's so, yeah. the, so that's the question that we can throw it out to Jet fans. Aaron Rodgers says he's cleared to play tomorrow uh, on Sunday. Who would you rather see? Who would you rather see? Would now, you want to see Zach put back to back efforts together, or are you done with him? Like, no, I want to see Aaron Rodgers and see what he can do. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Phone lines jammed. We'll talk about that. Some people want to talk Otani. We'll get to that as yeah. well. Plus, of course, Tommy Cutlets at the helm tonight against the Packers in a big game. Um, some bad news for the Knicks. The oh, NBA in season tournament, uh, of course, came to a close. But first, I want to tell you guys about Jack Daniels because they've always made great whiskey and they always will. But one thing Jack can't make more of is moments. Those are on us to create. New York football fans, we only get one shot at this thing called life. So let's make sure we're making the most of every moment. Jack Daniels is giving you and your friends the chance to have the ultimate tailgate experience during the NFL playoffs with me, Peter Rosenberg. Visit jacksultimatetailgateexperience.com to enter. Jack Daniels, make it count. Jack Daniels, an old number seven, registered trademarks. Please drink responsibly. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It's a football Monday with the Michael K. Show. Presented by Infinity and Slowman's. K-Show, 98.7 ESPN. And yes, Football Mondays on 98.7 ESPN are brought to you by InfinityUSA.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at InfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. By the way, I'm not even doing the official tease right now, but I want everybody to know I made a phone call over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Because you know one of my favorite things of the year is WWE at MSG Christmas time? Okay, that's a thing. I and never noticed. Every well, I, I bring it up every year. Don't worry, I just talk. You know, I just do my part. You done it. I just never. I thank you, Anthony. Anthony noticed. So it's every year. It's usually the day after Christmas, and this year it's the day after Christmas again. And all you need to know, Don, is that we're giving away tickets every day this week for you to take the family to WWE at MSG. Okay. So why not? Why not? So we're gonna do that later on. Big show, by the way. Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Rhea Ripley. It's it's, big deal. It's going to be happening. So we'll give those Marco's away later. Really, he's, he's, he, he, when he goes to YouTube now, he's almost exclusively looking at wrestling videos. Really? He's a little behind, because I saw him watching like Cena versus The Rock. Well, he should be behind. I mean, he was watching Cena versus The Rock. That's, yeah. pretty re- that's actually fairly recent. I mean, it's the last 10 years ago. But what I'm saying is is that he's not like in on what's happening now. Well, I mean, he's six years old. I, no, but he shouldn't be staying up. I mean, he's not going to be up at 10 o'clock watching Raw tonight. No, no. He's I'm just saying good. that he's, you know, he's talking about John Cena as wow. if it's 2009. Well, guess what? He'll be excited to find out John Cena's still around, even in, in present day. Comes and goes. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Does Uncle Dave know yet? Well, Uncle Dave's had an influence. Oh, nice work, Uncle Dave. I'm talking Uncle Dave... Uncle Dave LaGreca, not Uncle Dave Rothenberg, to people wondering. No. Rothenberg doesn't get an uncle, does he? No. No. <laughs> I, they've I, never met. But you think you think Dave would be offended? I don't offended? think they've ever... No, if they met, they met at the softball like years ago. You think no. Dave would be offended, though, if he heard the way you responded to that? No, I think it's logical, okay. isn't it? No, I think so. I think so. Um, He's never been in my home. Uh, Maybe vindicated if you were a sack guy? A Zach guy. Zach guy. Yeah, Zach Well, I was afraid he was that guy. Yeah, it really was. All right, back to the phones. Let's hear from uh, Tony's been holding on for a while to talk about Zach Wilson. Here's What's up, Tony in Connecticut. What's up, Tony? Hey, guys. How, how you doing? Um, listen, I, I agree, Don, with what you said uh, in terms of, you know, Zach Wilson. They, you know, they took the reins off and they take some of the pressure off. I, I don't think that it's necessarily that it's in his head in terms of pressure. Because if you look at games that he's played, he played against Kansas City and he played just as good as he did 
yesterday, and I think the mindset with Kansas City, I think it's all about coaching. The mindset was, we're playing Patrick Mahomes, we're going to need to score points, we got to let the reins off this kid and let him throw the ball. And they did that game. Right, until it became 2017, and then all of a sudden it went away. Well, no, but listen, he got a, it didn't go away. He, he got no, I'm saying that they, they, they dialed it down. I'm saying from a coaching staff perspective, oh, yeah, yeah. when it got okay. real, they dialed it down. So I'm agreeing with you right. that yeah, I think it, it's a coaching situation where, like, don't let the kids screw it up. And now you take away the best thing. I'm not saying he could be a Brett Favre, but a guy that, yeah, listen, he's probably going to throw his picks. He's going to take stupid sacks. But you hope at the end of the 60 minutes, you're going to see more good than bad. And I think that's the problem. But there's also some on him, too. Sometimes he made some boneheaded mistakes. But given the opportunity, when it seems like the pressure's off, he comes up great. Now you dial the pressure up, maybe he's a little bit different. Maybe the coaching's a little bit different. we got to get to the bottom of this. And I think it'll be interesting to see him play the rest of the year to be able to get a little bit more information on that. And we'll talk to Robert Sala about it coming up. Rothenberg doesn't get an uncle, does he? No. Yeah, maybe it was a little bit so. <laughs> That was a, that was a little aggressive, but I stand by it. A lot of people telling me to to just use a VPN when I'm overseas, and I'll be fine with the YouTube TV. Thank you, everyone. Really appreciate you. Adam says he usually likes my takes, but the new Exorcist movie was awful. Hmm. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. No, so don't feel bad for enjoying something. I keep in mind, I paid no attention. I wasn't a part of the hype machine. I just flipped it on and went. Mm, and you fun. are somebody that's a big fan of the original. Love. So you just watched it and enjoyed it. That's it. Now, when somebody says they didn't enjoy it, I would ask them, are you just overly honoring the original? Really liked it, but you want to just be that guy and just be disgusted they're even doing this? Then right. that's not a fair take. Because I just literally, oh, I was watching I was watching the, the wrestling on Peacock, NXT, and I said, oh, new, hmm, let me throw this on the old Peacock. It's, it's, it's the Godfather 3 analogy. Love you also God. like the new Halloween movies. So. I love, but the new Halloween, so are you, like are you mocking me? I'm not mocking you. Yeah, I saw. Right. I disagree. I disagreed with you on that as well. You didn't like the tw- Halloween twenty eighteen, the first one of the last. That one was the best one of them. Yeah, that one I might agree on. But after when they like burned him in the basement and then he came back after that, I was just off the rails after that. I was <laughs> no, very soap opera. Listen, I enjoyed the second one too. The third one got a little rough, but I, I the third one was weird. Right. They brought in the second Michael Myers. That was a little strange, but but I really enjoyed Halloween twenty eighteen. I really did. But it's like the Godfather three, is that it gets compared and trashed to the original two, which is unfair because it's not as good as the original two. But as a standalone movie, I thought it was outstanding. It was not really the best good. picture, but it doesn't. it's not afforded that. And all that. anyone wants to talk about is Sofia Coppola going, Dad? Which was a mistake. It's a bad line. It was supposed to be Winona Ryder. And if it were Winona no Ryder, one's complaining nobody's about complaining. But there was the whole nepotism thing. She didn't do a great job. No. She went on to have a good career directing, but... Yeah, and, she, and it, it's but it's all. I relative. hear your point though. It's all relative. Right. But unfortunately, it gets compared to the two, which are two of the greatest movies ever made. Now, imagine if Godfather Three was made and somebody other than Francis Ford Coppola directed it. Then it would have been even worse. At so, least he directed it. Now, now, I, I one other movie related thing. I, that wasn't the only horror movie I watched this weekend. I was, I, as you can hear, I was a little under the weather. For, I mm. told everyone Friday I was under you the weather. You were very forward with that. I, I, yeah, I wanted didn't everyone to know. stop people from coming over because they didn't no, care. they did not care. But as the weekend went on, I got a little worse then I got better. But I was watching movies. I was watching the Michael Jackson Thriller 40 documentary on Showtime. Okay. Which was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. But one part, uh, he's talking about how the reason he got John Landis to do thrillers because he loved American Werewolf in London. Mm. So I watched an American Werewolf in the London for the first time. Nancy's favorite. Amazing movie. 
That movie is slamming fire. You don't like that? <laughs> Shove it right it, where you it, know it, where. It is one of the great combinations of horror and comedy because there's some great lines in that movie. Oh, yeah. Very, very funny. It's very scary. Very well. It's got everything. It, it that does. movie rocks. Have you ever seen it? You, kids, you, you kids haven't seen it. Go watch An American Werewolf in London. I've never seen it. I loved it. Let's see uh, what Eric wants to say about An American Werewolf in London or Zach Wilson. What do you got, Eric? I wish I knew more about American Werewolf in London for you. I really do. It's all right. You, you can um, stick with Zach. All right. So I want to see Zach the rest of the season. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to risk any injury. There's no reason for him to come back. What I do think can happen is that if Zach can put together another couple of games like the one he just played, maybe there can be some increase in the in, in, in the return that the Jets might be able to get for him in the offseason. At this point, they're not going to be able to release him because the dead cap hit's going to be like $11 million right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to eat that. right? So they're going to look for some sort of trade partner. They're probably going to be trade Zach and a, and a fourth-round pick for a conditional sixth back if Zach starts a certain number of games or something like that. But maybe if he plays well, they might be able to decrease, you know, lower the pick that they have to give away with him. That's a great you know point. I mean, I mean you, you, the, the best case scenario is to do what they did with Sam. Get a return like they did with Sam. Then the Panthers, for whatever reason, gave him the fifth-year option, and it was a disaster, and now he's not even Carolina anymore. That's what you kind of hope for. That, that's a great point. No, there's no reason. out for the next month. Because you can't, Peter, you can't run it back and have him back up. Well, Aaron well, Rodgers, well, you're going to have to go out and get a veteran. You can't go through or, this all over again. Or if somehow, I know it's unlikely, just play along with me, mm-hmm. the next month he's good. And he plays five straight good games, and you go, maybe he took a step. Five games. If he played five good games where you felt like he took a step, then maybe you do feel comfortable running it back. But either way, or you get you get the you get to actually use him as trade bait now. There's no reason the Rodgers coming back thing basically makes no sense unless it comes down to the last week or two and there's a legit chance of the playoffs. Like then, I think you could have a conversation about it. Which I guess that you know you're still mathematically alive. You're just kicking the can down the road. I I don't think they're beating the Dolphins. Maybe they can beat the Browns. Maybe. Commanders, they can beat. They certainly could beat the Commanders, and and, and I don't listen, like the I, I, you're, it, it would be. I, I no offense to the Steelers who did lose to them, but wouldn't it be scorched earth if they lost again to the Patriots last week of the season? All right, guys, you got to win that game. Uh, we're gonna break right now because we know have that. the head. Yeah, sure. We're gonna have the head coach of the New York Jets, Robert Sala, with us next, Yay! right here on ninety-eight seven ESPN. And yes. Now, let me tell you guys about Jack Daniels for a second, because they make great whiskey. They always will. But one thing Jack can't make more of, that's moments. Those are on us to create. New York football fans, we only get one shot at this thing called life, so let's make sure we're making the most of every moment. Jack Daniels is giving you and your friends, listen to this, the chance to have the ultimate tailgate experience during the NFL playoffs with me, Peter Rosenberg. As I understand it, I'm going to be partying with people and watching the playoffs. That's what this tailgate experience is going to be. We're going to have a good old time together. So visit jacksultimatetailgateexperience.com to enter. Jack Daniels, make it count. Jack Daniels, old number seven, registered trademarks. Please drink responsibly. Peter Rosenberg here to tell you about my friends over at Bath Fitter. They remodel my bath, did an incredible job, customize it for my needs, process easy, one expert installer, done in a day. No demo, no mess. Bath Fitter is a permanent high quality solution with a lifetime guarantee. Three million happy customers like me for limited time save 10% or up to $500 in a complete, that's a, up to $500 on a complete Bath Fitter tub and wall system. Wow. Start designing your bath today like I did at bathfitterdesign.com. There's only one bathroom. Bath 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. We're going to get into this Robert Sala report in a moment. Do it. Brought to you by Slomans and Infinity.com. Jets coming off a ginormous win yesterday as we prepare ourselves for a giant game tonight. 30 to 6. The Jets scored 30 flipping points. And now, I if, say, if I told you that at the half, do you realize well, at the it, half? It looks like every game all year. At the half, they didn't show a highlight of the game. They just showed the score and like made fun of it. Like there's no highlight to show. This game is scoreless. Let's move on to something else. Like if I told you they're going to score 30 points, what were the odds? Well, what would you get on like BetMGM or DraftKings? Uh, plus 3,600. I don't know. And then by the way, then the Raiders and Vikings said, hold, hold my beer. Um, now we bring in the coach. Coach Sala, Michael is off on a boat with baseball fans. It's yes. Peter and Don. How are you? I'm, I'm beginning to realize he only comes when we lose. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that true? It's like he relishes. It's like he enjoys the moment. It's it's strange. Um, uh, Coach, I hope you're having a good start to the holiday season. I, and certainly yesterday was a good start. Uh, first thing I got to know, did was Zach just more comfortable, like the pressure was off yesterday because what else bad could happen? Or did you guys craft uh, the playbook for his skill set a bit more yesterday or some combination of both? You know, I, I I do feel like he played with a lot more freedom. Uh, he he was very fast. He was very decisive. Um, you know, there was uh, you know from a from a conceptual standpoint, uh, being able to cancel out routes based on the coverage he was getting and getting it to Brees as quickly as as, as quick as he did. Um, you know, there there was a lot of oh crap moments mm-hmm. that. Uh, requires the quarterback to just do something out of the ordinary and he was his percentage on those plays was really really high um I, again I, I thought he was he played a really 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 good freaking football game and when you can when you can convert third downs and and the way he was converting a lot of them i mean giving a 50 50 ball to conk going off schedule to garrett um uh, completing drive routes. I mean, he, uh, getting a, a check down with a free runner in his face uh, to breach for a first down. There's a lot of different uh, occasions where he was able to create uh, by either being fast or giving his guys a chance to make a play. It extended drives. And when you can extend drives and have more first and second down opportunities, you can, you, you know, the play caller can get into his playbook a little bit more and into the bag, if you will. And, uh, um, and start doing all the all the fun stuff that these guys design. And you know, obviously, we've been really, really bad on third down this year. But mm-hmm. yesterday, we were a lot better, and it opened up opportunities for everybody. And and uh, it all started with Zach just being outstanding in situational football. Now, maybe you saw it differently because you're on the sidelines, and I'm watching on television. But the one throw in the second half on that third and fifteen to Garrett where he's throwing across his body, throwing in the middle of the field. I'm like, oh, this is going to get picked off. <laughs> and, and there he is, open, <laughs> makes the catch. Like, I don't know if that's a throw, A, he makes a month ago, or B, whether he, if he did, did throw it a month ago, it would get picked off. But that play, to me, looked way different than anything I've seen from him all year. No, for sure. I, you know, I'll also tell you, if you go and when you get the all-22, the the one that I challenged, I ended up losing the challenge with Garrett on the sideline. Mm-hmm. The throw the throw, he, the throw, he made there. Oh, that was, was, that was great. It, it was disgusting. Uh, and, uh, 
uh, it was just an inch off. But um, but you know he's he, no one no one will deny his talent, and he, nobody will. He is uh is 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 an uber talented young man. It's just uh you know piecing it together and and playing fast, like I've said, and and taking advantage when the defense taking advantage of what the defense gives you and. Um, you know, like we said, just just play loose, let it rip. Uh, doesn't mean be be uh, careless. It just means just trust what your eyes see and play fast. And uh, and I thought he did that yesterday. Uh, yeah, the two plays that really made me go wow were the the one to Wilson on the sideline that didn't count, as you just said, and and uh, the one to Ruckert where he he went through his progressions and then that he, he really I was like oh now I'm seeing. What people obviously have always seen in Zach, this physical talent. So, are are we able to like pinpoint what it is, Coach, that is tough on him? I mean, you said moving quickly and and being able to get through things, but like, what is sort of the mental block that makes it not always feel like yesterday? Um, you know, that's a good question. I think I think it's all. I know it's it's gonna be a. It, it, it all goes with confidence and uh, just having having faith that it's. You know, there's there is that fine line of aggression, right, and uh, and recklessness. And I felt like he was smart with where he was aggressive, and you know, like the balls, the the two two of the throws that he threw to Conklin, those are aggressive football plays. That's not careless. And Conklin goes up and makes it work. He threw he threw one to his left to uh, to Garrett. That's an aggressive football play. That's not careless. Uh, and you know, so I feel like he was very calculated. Um, I felt like he was very comfortable in the pocket and very decisive. Uh, you know, a couple of plays, uh, you know, on, on some of the on the, some of the checkdowns that he took. You know, in in previous weeks, it's been try to extend to make plays again. A lot of guys pressing, try to extend to make a play when really just shoot, just give it to Breeze, give it to Dalvin, whoever's in the in the flat, and let him go make a guy miss and bust one for twenty. And um, you know, it was just kind of working for everybody, and uh, and for him, like I said, he was he was playing very very fast uh, yesterday, and and being being aggressive when the opportunity presented itself. So, how much did the play calling change from this game to the last one he started, if at all? Uh, it's just like I said, it's, it was just more opportunity. You know, when you're converting third downs, you can create your normal ball situation when you're when you're when you have a lead. Or if you're within a score, you know it's a zero-zero game for the most part. We have a seven-nothing lead. You can play more um, of the indecision game for the uh, instead of having to sit there and eleven personnel drop back all the time because you're trailing or you're playing catch-up like we have been the last few weeks. You can play your normal base defenses. You can you can get into the bag of tricks that you uh, that you schemed up throughout the course of the week because you're getting added plays, and uh, and I think that's where you know. It's typical when you lose, it's they didn't run enough. Well, it's because you're throwing the ball over the place. And when you win, it's, God, there was great balance because you're trying to run the clock out. And uh, But I thought Hackett did a great job. He stayed aggressive. Um, he did a great job mixing up. Got a, got, a, got a couple reverses in there, some screens, some shots. Uh, did a good job Did a good job in the run game, especially in the second half. So two needs to be had. And, uh, and again, we uh, I, thought, I thought everyone was on their game. So... What game is haunting you the most as you sit at five and eight and you could so easily be at six and seven and having a real playoff conversation? Which of those losses is the one that you go that I, I wish we could have just gotten that one right there? 
Uh, there's a lot of, I I feel like all eight of them are haunting. Um, (laughs) but you go through it and, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like we had, we had opportunities. We had opportunities against new England, um, to, to win that football game. We had opportunities against Atlanta last week. We had opportunities against Vegas, uh, driving to, to take the lead. Um, had opportunities against Kansas City. Uh, didn't quite work out. But, um, you know, we've had our opportunities. Um, obviously, you know, it didn't work out in those situations. It worked out yesterday. And, uh, you know, we just got to focus on the moment and focus moving forward and seeing how we can keep trying to string together wins and see what happens. Yeah, see, that's why I, I look at that game and I, and I say, why is this happening? You know, why is Hackett being more aggressive? Why is it working all of a sudden now? And, and the conversation we had earlier in the season, Coach, I don't know if you remember where I said, it feels like he flourishes when nobody expects anything to do anything, right? Like Zach's getting his job back again, the season's over, and he flourishes. Lose uh, The Bills, you lose your starting quarterback, he comes in. Oh, you're down 17 nothing against Kansas City, comes back. Like So how much of the maybe the pressure being off or you're allowed to be aggressive because of the situation you are in the season lends into him feeling more comfortable and playing at his best? And can we see that when there's a pressure pack situation, when there are things expected from him? You know, um, okay. I'm, hopefully, I don't lose you guys on this one. But uh, oh, you got there, me. I've always, you know, there, there, there's two there's two types of uh, of people when it comes to competition, and uh, and it doesn't mean you're built this way. It's just you can fall into one of these categories by accident. And mm-hmm. it's, there's there are those there there the, there's individuals who want to be the reason why you've won, and then there's individuals who don't want to be the reason why you've lost. And it's a it's a mentality. It's a confidence. There's there's a confidence thing. And Zach is very confident. He's a very confident individual. And um, and it, and I felt it when when he walked into my office to start the week and said, "I want the ball. I want to play." And that's the mentality of a guy who wants to be the reason why we win football games. And I think it reflected in his play, you know, and um, and just being confident that he can be that guy. He can be a guy that elevates the people around him. He can be a guy. Um, that can that can take nothing and make it something, which he did on many occasions yesterday. And uh, and you know that's the quarterback position. It's for whether it's fair or unfair. You know it's it's why they get paid the most money out of any any position. They're 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 an important group. It's the most important position on the field. And I felt like, and I think I speak for everyone. He he went into the game with a mindset to go win it. And uh, and he was. Like I said, he was very, very smart. He wasn't reckless on any occasion. He was just extremely smart and aggressive when he could be. And uh, and because of it, we were able to stay in rhythm. We were able to string together plays, which we haven't been able to do. Uh, drives, we had ten, a 10 play scoring drive. We had eight play scoring drives. There's things that we have not been able to do. And uh, and a lot of that credit has to has to do with him um, making things work. And, and, and as unfair as this sounds, Coach, now go out and do it again. Right, that's, right. that's... <laughs> so con- con- consistency is the truest measure of performance, right. both good and bad, and uh, and you know hopefully he can. I um, uh, got confidence in him too. He's you know go do it again and and just keep doing it over and over and over again and uh, and let's see what happens. So in my constant quest to understand exactly what you've been saying about Zach Wilson for the last two years, I'm now here's where I'm at. Because you've talked about confidence a lot, but based on the example you just gave of the two kinds of people and how they handle competition, 
it sounds to me like you're saying it's not a confidence issue in Zach in that he doesn't have confidence. It's that at times he's overconfident in situations that he shouldn't be. And now he's maybe learning how to sort of measure his confidence and make the right decisions within that. Is that close to right? Wow, this is deep. Yeah, because Zach is a guy who thinks he can, like, every play is a play to make. You know, it's like, kind of like Josh Allen. What hurts Josh Allen sometimes is that every single play is a play that he believes that he can make. And um, and sometimes the best play is the play that's readily available for you right in your, just sometimes the best play is no play. And um, and Zach, just finding that balance, um, when he does find that balance, he plays really, 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 really well. And uh, and like I said yesterday, he was, um, you know, like I said, getting the ball in the breeze's hands and giving guys 50-50 balls that they could go win on. And uh, I don't think he really put the ball in harm's way um, at all. And, uh, you know, you could look at it that way. I, I know he's got tremendous confidence in his ability, his arm talent, his ability to put the ball anywhere he wants. And uh, and because of it, he's um, he's ultra-aggressive sometimes. But, um, but yesterday, like I said, he struck an, an awesome balance. Now, we have the Aaron Rodgers situation. There's still four more games left in the season. Uh, we, we were asking the question to the callers and, and the listeners, Coach. I, I, I want to I see more of Zach now. I, I want to see whether he can string that consistency together. Does that affect at all when or if we see Aaron Rodgers, or is it just a case of if Aaron wants to play and he's able to play, he's going to play? Uh, you know, I, I don't have any answers for that because okay. there's still a uh, – I still need the doctor's note, right? He's, as far as I'm concerned, he's just doing rehab. If he's progressed, if the doctors clear him to progress to something else, we'll have those discussions. But I haven't, I have no indication on whether or not he'll be cleared for anything. I know there was a lot of reports out there, but as far as I'm, as far as our understanding is, is he's still part of rehab, and until they they deliver a different set of rules to me, it's we're progressing as normal. Um. Coach, did you happen? I know you had a busy day yesterday. Did you happen to get a chance to see the end of the Kansas City Buffalo game? I did. What, what, what were your thoughts? There, there seems to be like some level of controversy around this. To, to Don and myself, it looked like it was clear that Tony was offsides, didn't check with the refs. I don't know what they're supposed to do. And you, as a football guy, how did you process that? Um. So when you, you know, just listening to Coach Reed's uh, uh, comments after the game, I understand. Um, Because, like, for example, most of the time it doesn't happen on offense, but from a defensive standpoint, when one of our guys are aligning in the neutral zone, they give us a warding and then we fix it and then it's over. And if they do it again, they throw the flag. But usually they give us a a warning that so-and-so is offsides, get them back or I'm going to have to flag them. Or, hey, your right tackle is lining up pretty deep, scoot them up or we're going to have to flag them. You know, so those that communication usually happens very early in the game, okay. and then we have a chance to go fix it. Um, with that, with regard to receiver alignment, you know, communication is always paramount because you know it's blade of grass. Like, so that blade of grass can give, if you imagine, it, it can look like all eleven guys or ten guys are on the line of scrimmage at times with with the way some of these guys line up. And uh, but communication with the referee, look at them, let them know you're back, you're off, you're on. Hey, am I good with the way I'm crowding a line? Uh, so you look for that too. So there's a lot of different things. I, I can't speak for what was happening in game, but uh, um, it's unfortunate because that was a hell of a play that got negated for that. And um, you know, it's a uh, you know, 
I wouldn't look so much at the foul, but how it got to the foul and whether or not there was actual communication and all that stuff beforehand. So just, again, only thing that we ask for is consistency. Uh, the referees are human. They're going to miss stuff. It's really hard on them, too, with all the different rules that they've got to uh, 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 call and, uh, and know. But... Um, you're just looking for a level of consistency. So as a coach, you wouldn't be expected in that particular situation to an official to let it go or to tell the wide receiver unprompted to get back on side? Um, yeah, it, the, you would first as a coach, you're always going to talk to your players first to make sure that they're communicating with, with right. the refs on, on, hey, am I good? Am I Because that is constant. They're all, if you look at guys around the league, they're constantly communicating with the refs um, looking over to make sure, even on, on like punt and field goal block and all that stuff, you're looking to the refs. Give, give me a thumbs up that I'm good, so I don't have to. And they'll they'll tell you back up if you're if you're uh, offsides. Um, so you're always going to look to the player first to do it, to communicate the proper way. But as a coach, you you also want communication in that regard. And if a, if a player is being a little too aggressive with a, with his alignments or he's aggressive with his hand usage, whatever it might be. Just communicate before you throw something. Give us a chance to coach it before it becomes a problem. Uh, Coach, thank you so much for your time this week. Congrats. Go get another one next week. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Talk to you Appreciate it, Coach. There he is. That is the Robert Sala Report brought to you by Sloman. Sloman's has low-price home heating oil for all New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Sloman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 866-OIL-DEAL and Infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at InfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. Uh, a lot there from the coach. Phone lines open and back up at 1-800-919-3776. Your reactions to Coach Sala. Also, your thoughts on the end of that game because down yeah. at the 4 o'clock hour we got let's jump into some of this Buffalo-Kansas City because that was, was a big game and I got a lot to say about yeah, it yeah it was fascinating so we're going to do that next as well and talk to you but first guys as the weather gets colder the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's $150 if your team wins if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get on the action the app's easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over-unders and more so visit FanDuel.com slash Peter and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, 21 and over and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. That expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 877-OPEN-Y or text OPEN-Y 467-369. With the holidays around the corner, get a jump start on the new year by losing a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with NJ Diet. They help you the natural way with your hair and saliva samples along with their bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements where the side effect is weight loss. Then NJ Diet uses utilizes DNA testing to determine your ideal workout regimen and diet to help you keep it off. Best of all, NJ Diet is all natural. None of those injections, no hormones, and no surgery. Full supervision is provided every step of the way, and you even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Locations throughout the Tri-State are available worldwide with live online video consultations. So call them now, 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET. Go to njdiet.com to lose the weight for good. That's njdiet.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.